Hey, welcome to the official podcast of St. Luke Amy Church located in Garland, Texas. I am Pastor Amos St. John. And I am Pastor Jasmine St. John. We are the lead pastors of St. Luke Garland. And we're so excited that you have decided to listen to this podcast. Listen, we pray that the message you are about to hear will bless you right where you are. If you want to know any more information about our church, you can visit us at org. Now, get ready for the word. Good morning, St. Luke Garland. We bless the Lord for this opportunity to share with you this morning. We give thanks to him because he is good. I am Reverend Dr. Tara Briscoe, the pastor of Mount Zion AME Church, which is located in Italy, Texas. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Are you catching on that God is good and he is worthy of the praise, the glory, and the honor? Regardless of what we're facing today, God is still good. You might not be where you want to be, but thank God you're not where you used to be. You may not have all that you want to have, but thank God he is still provided. God is worthy of all the praise, the glory, and the honor. You ought to begin to give him praise right where you are in your your virtual space. You ought to begin to tell him thank you. You ought to begin to put those hands together. You ought to begin to wave those hands because he is worthy of the praise. To my friends, the pastors, pastors, Amos and Jasmine St. John, thank you for this opportunity to share with you and your church family this morning. And please know that we're continuing to pray for you and your family during this season, we know God will bring you through. God is a good God, even as we walk through this valley together and know that even after this season has passed, we're going to continue to walk with you and cover you in prayer. As we continue to pray for the St. Luke family, as they surround you with love and comfort during this difficult time. But I'm excited because even through all that we're going through, there is a word from the Lord. Before we begin with the word, let us look to God in prayer. Gracious God, our Father, we thank you for this opportunity to declare your word. Now we pray for preaching power. We pray that your presence is felt. God, we pray that someone is encouraged, someone is strengthened, someone is healed, someone is delivered and set free. We pray in the name of Jesus that you will have your way, God. And we thank you in advance for what you're going to do. Now we pray for We pray that you remove any hindrances or distractions that would want to stop this word from going forth. We pray in the name of Jesus. Have your way. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Our scripture this morning is Acts chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. Again, Acts chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. And I'll be reading from the message version. It reads, The apostles in Jerusalem received the report that Samaria had accepted God's message. They sent Peter and John down to pray for them to receive the Holy Spirit. Up to this point, they had only been baptized in the name of the Master Jesus. The Holy Spirit hadn't yet fallen on them. Then the apostles laid their hands on them and they did receive the Holy Spirit. For the time that's mine, I'd like to preach from the theme, Faith Under Fire faith under fire. There's a lifetime movie with the same name entitled Faith Under Fire, the Antoinette Tuff story, in which Tony Braxton stars as Antoinette Tuff, 
a struggling single mom from Georgia who heroically averted a tragedy by saving hundreds of lives when she convinced a deranged gunman who stormed into an elementary school to surrender. It was on August the 20th, 2013, shortly after she had arrived at work at the Ronald E. McNair Discovery Learning Academy in Decatur, Georgia. Antoinette, the school's bookkeeper, was in the front office when Michael Hill, a young man with a history of mental illness, snuck in, armed with an AK-47 and hundreds of rounds of ammunition. As the school went into lockdown mode, Antoinette was left alone with Michael, who repeatedly threatened to kill everyone in the building. But what she did in that moment, she showed enormous courage and empathy, along with nerves of steel. It was Antoinette's faith in God that had guided her through some of the toughest moments in her life, ultimately preparing her for that day, August the 20th, 2013. She had no idea that her past struggles would lead to her survival. She had no way of knowing that what she went through would ultimately bring help to bring her out of a devastating encounter. And I want to pause right now and encourage someone today that when you look back over your life, when you assess how far you've come, when you look at all the things you've gone through, dangers seen and unseen, hills, mountains, and valleys, don't look at them as seasons of possible of defeat or things that attempted to destroy you, but see them as a divine setup by God for your future. Don't think you went through just to be going through, but God brought you through so you would know that he is able. You don't know how God will use your past hurts, struggles, and pains as a springboard into your spiritual destiny. You don't know how God will use the things that try to destroy you to bless your life. You don't know how God will use those things that try to kill you, take you out to not only bless your life, but to be a blessing to those around you. As believers, if we're honest, my brothers and sisters, it seems as if our faith is always under fire. We're faced with one issue after another. Your faith is under fire when death invades your family or friend circle. Your faith is under fire when sickness creeps into your life. Your faith is under fire when you lose your job and find yourself wondering how you're going to support your family, pay your bills, or just make it from one day to the next. Now, your faith may not be under fire such as Antoinette's in the story, but there are times where your faith is so is being attacked on every side and it seems that your faith is all you have to hold on to. Well, I want to encourage you, my brothers and my sisters, that's not a bad thing. Your faith, holding on to your faith is not a bad thing. Holding on to your faith reminds you that everything is going to be all right. When you hold on to your faith, it can act as a bridge to help Help you cross from your problems to your promise, from your issues and circumstances into a great hope in Jesus the Christ. When we look at the recordings of Acts, it details out how Christianity was under fire. But God didn't allow the flames of the fire to burn out the spread of the gospel. 
He didn't allow the fire to snuff out the, the move of the Holy Spirit in the lives of those who wanted to be connected to him. And I must tell somebody this morning, that same God will not allow the flames of fire that comes up in your life to snuff out the blessings he has for you. He will not allow the flames of fire to cancel out the ministry he is, bir he is birthing inside of you. He will not allow the flames of fire to destroy your destiny of where he is taking you. But all you have to do is trust God and hold on to your faith. Acts is the record of transition between the old covenant and the new covenant. But in chapter eight, it seemed like a bad news report regarding the state of Christianity. Reading chapter eight is like watching CNN or reading the Dallas morning news of one sad story after another. In the text, Paul is still solved. And he is actively pursuing those who profess a faith in Jesus Christ. There are some scholars who classify the details of the writings as a report, which is tragic. Tragic. The book itself begins with a few of Jesus' followers banding together to establish the church and working to make sure the gospel was spreading to all corners. But everyone in the writings was not a follower. Everyone was not a believer and everyone was not interested in the gospel message reaching the lost. There were some who not only wanted to stop the message, but wanted to kill those who were a part of the faith. Believe it or not, church, long after Saul was Paul, long after the completion of the canon, which we call the Holy Bible, long after the establishment of the church and many denominations, Christianity still is under fire. There are still people who act as if God is not real. They act as if they will not have to die and leave this world. They act as if there will be no judgment and they will not have to give an account for their actions. Although we're still under fire, there's still good news we can draw from this text this morning. Can I let you in on a little secret today? You already know how the story ends. You already know that we're victorious. But let us pause and, and peek a little closer into the text. Because as we look in, we learn how to stand while being under fire. We learn how to deal, or should I say, navigate through life, even being under fire. We can glean from the text how to handle the pressures of life. Because the fact of the matter, the fires in life are an integral part of life. In my doctoral studies, we discussed something called transformative learning. And then it was this thought process is said to, where we consider all the experiences in our lives, whether good or bad, and understand that they are useful in developing who we are as people. The idea is that we can learn even from the worst of times. We can learn from the worst influence. And I would venture to say that our Christian faith is developed much of the same way. Our faith is not grown, my brothers and sisters, in the good times, but our faith and our faith doesn't blossom when all is well. Our faith grows when it's dark, in the dark seasons of our life, when it seems like life has turned out the lights, is when our faith grows because it's during those times that we learn to lean and depend on God. I have to ask someone this morning, when was the last time you leaned in on God? When was the last time you learned to trust him and, and allow him to lead and guide you? When was the last time you believed that God was going to bring you through and out even when you couldn't see it? Our faith grows also in the storms of life. 
when the floodgates have opened in our lives and it feels like we're going down for the last time, but you find yourself that you find yourself in a moment where you have to call out to God to rescue you and he shows up. It is during those times when our faith grows, when the storms come back in our life and we realize that God can be our shelter. God can be our pavilion to hide us during those seasons in our life. It is those times when our faith grows. Our faith grows when conditions are not favorable. I heard a preacher say, it's easy to praise God when you get a new car. It's easy to give God praise when things are all well. But can you praise God when your back is against the wall? Can you praise God even when you don't have a car and you find yourself having to walk from one destination to the next? It's easy to praise God when you live in your best life. But can you praise God when you're being attacked on every side? Can you praise God when it feels like you're not going to make it? Can you praise God when your faith is being t- tried and tested? Can you praise God in the dark seasons of your life? Can you praise God in the midst of the storms of your life? It's easy to praise God when you have money in your pocket, but can you praise him when you don't? It's easy to praise God when you go to the doctor and get a good report, but can you praise him when the doctor tells you he's sick and, and there's nothing else to be done? It's easy to praise God when everything seems to be lining up in your favor, but can you praise God? God in the dark times of your life. The text this morning comes after the stoning of Stephen and the beginning of chapter eight, it says, and Saul approved of their killing him. But it goes on to say on that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in in Jerusalem and all except the apostles were scattered through Judea and Samaria. Let us put this in perspective. Jesus had been killed raised from the dead, and has now gone back to the Father. Now strong men in the face, such as Stephen, are being killed, and Christians are being killed everywhere simply because of their faith, and it it was approved by the governmental officials. But this verse, verse 14, it gives us a glimmer of hope by saying, when the apostles in Jerusalem received the report that Samaria had accepted God's message, You must understand that no matter what the enemy sets up, the will of God will prevail. Samaria was where Jesus met the woman at the well to whom he revealed his identity as the Messiah. Samaria was also the origin of the trap of the origin of the travelers known as the Good Samaritan. It was one of Jesus' best known parables. It is also traditionally believed to be the burial place of John the Baptist. But ultimately, Samaria sandwiched between Galilee to the north and Judea to the south. The region of Samaria figured prominently in the history of Israel, but over the centuries it fell prey to foreign influences. Now we see Samaria as the location of the first successful Christian evangelical effort. The people, despite of what was going on around them, still heard the word of God. And in order to maintain when you find yourself under fire, you have to hear the word of God. Let's be clear. They didn't have Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, television, or radio. They heard the word of God because there were believers who were not afraid of what was going on around them. And they continued to proclaim the word of God. They they didn't even have a Bible to pick up and read. They heard the works of the master and they believed. There was an email blast spiritually that went out talking about a savior and how he came into the world to deliver them from their sins and how he was 
was hung on an old rugged cross and how he was buried in a barber tomb. And early Sunday morning, he was raised from the dead so they could get up out of whatever tried to hold them down. They heard the word. They heard the message of the cross and they believed. I'm not talking about just hearing it, but allowing the word to wash over your life, allowing the word of God to help guide you through the issues of life, to allow the word to keep your focus on God. The people could have said, I, I don't want to hear that because I don't want to be involved in all that is going on. But they heard the word and they believed the word. Now is the time to allow the word of God to be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. When you hear the word of God and allow it to lead and guide your life, you position yourself to receive more from God. Verse 14 continues with, they sent Peter and John down to pray for them to receive the Holy Spirit. There were some who may ask, why did they send, why did he send these two? Jesus had given Peter the keys to the kingdom we see in Matthew 16 and 19. Peter was present and was the main spokesperson at the Pentecost we find in Acts 2 when the spirit was given to the Jews. There was great animosity between the Jews and the Samaritans. So the presence of Peter and John showed unity in the, in the church. These two had already excelled in their gifts and graces and God knew he could use and trust these two to do what needed to be done. God needed them to help take his people to the next level. All the, although the people had been baptized because they heard the report of the Lord and believed there was another level. There was more God wanted to do in their lives. And, and this ought to encourage someone today because there is more God wants to do in your life. This means you are on the mind of God. This means that God is still trying to give you a hope, future, and blessings. God wants to give you a double portion for all that you have in have endured. The text says up to this point, they had only been baptized in the name of the master Jesus. The Holy Spirit had yet fallen on them. Then the apostles laid hands on them and they did receive the Holy Spirit. The people had heard the word, but now they were going to receive power from on high. What are you saying, Reverend Briscoe? Well, I'm glad you asked. When you don't allow your faith to falter, or in the face of fire, God will give you some power. That's why you can't allow the enemy to turn you around. You can't allow the him to make you give up on God because if you stay with God, you shall receive power. Arthur Jamie Buckingham once visited a dam on the Columbia River, and he's always thought that the water spilling over the top provided the power, not realizing that it was just just froth that deep under deep under there were generators trans transforming the power of tons and tons of water to electricity quietly without notice not like the flashing froth on top that is how it works when god gives you power people can't see at first glance but down on the inside it's at work in your life you may not can see it now but you have power to hang 
on in there. Power to pray through your tears. Power to live a life that doesn't look like what you've been through. Power to get up every day and face what may come your way. Power to praise through your pain. Power to live right when everyone around you seems to have lost their mind. Power to encourage your neighbor when you're going through. Power to get back up when life knocks you down. Power to hear God above the noise in your life. Power, oh power. Holy Ghost power to come through the fire and not get burned. Power to dust yourself off and walk on into your newness of life. Power to keep going even when you feel like giving up. Power to press your way to God. Power to speak those things that are not as though they were. Faith under fire produces power. Just like the story about Antoinette Tuff, she was standing face to face with a man who had nothing to lose and enough weaponry to take out many people. But because of her faith, because it had grown during other times of fire, she was armed with the power of the Holy Ghost. Do you have power today? Are you connected to the right source? Do you have Holy Ghost power to know that even when your faith is under fire, you can still make it. Even when you're being attacked, you can still take it because you have power to get back up. So don't be discouraged, my brothers and my sisters, when your faith is under fire. Don't throw in the towel when your faith is being attacked. Don't give up on God because he certainly won't give up on you. But trust that God will bring you through. Trust that God God will see you through some of the most difficult times of your life. Trust that God is walking with you. Trust that his voice will encourage you. Trust that his hand will lead you. Don't give up. Faith under fire means that your faith will grow. Faith being tested will be, be able to stand the test of time. Faith that's tried will be able to make it through the storms of life. Faith under fire is not a bad thing, but faith under fire prepares you for what God has for you. I don't know what the future holds, but I do know who holds the future. I don't know what's going to happen after this, but I know with God, we will make it. I don't know how your faith is going to be tested. But I do know if you allow God to, to walk with you, if you allow God to lead and guide you, even with your faith under fire, you can make it. Just like the story. She did not realize that some of the most difficult times was going to prepare her for that day. She did not realize that when it, she felt like giving up, she was going to develop enough strength to handle what not only was facing her, but an entire school. So I want to urge you, my brothers and sisters, the next time your faith is under fire, don't throw in the towel, but trust God. Next time your faith is under fire, don't count it as defeat, but count it as divine setup. Next time your faith is under fire, Look with great anticipation how God may use it to bless you and those around you. Be encouraged not only today, but be encouraged in the days and weeks to come. Faith under fire. When it's under fire, God can grow it. When it's under fire, God gives you the power to stand. All you have to do is believe. God bless you. And again, we pray that this word was a word of encouragement to you to know that you can make it. 
Hey, family, we pray that this word has encouraged and inspired you. And right where you are, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so that you can listen to the word of God each and every single week. If you want to know more information about St. Luke Garland, or if you want to sew, please visit our website at stlukegarland.org. We'll see you next week.